0: going to grab a hold of that and allow God to do something great in our lives amen amen don't forget we have amen the water baptism after service come on right after service amen those are going to get baptized we have like about 36 people getting baptized amen water baptisms. we're going to go across get ready those don't leave look at enjoy the food hallelujah amen Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy the time together. Get to know somebody. Get to know somebody new. Spend some time together, church, as a family. This is our first water baptism in our new building. Come on, somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may sit down, Arturo. Amen. That's Mr. Paparazzi right there. Amen praise the lord we want to just welcome you out to living word christian center this morning or excuse me living word Illinois empire hallelujah you've been saying riverside uh, living word riverside for over 16 years so it gets stuck on you amen god has put us in a new place for those that are your first time here want to just welcome you out you know god opened this building for us a, a few weeks ago and we've been here almost a month now going on a month already and he's been good to us church come on somebody he's been good to us i'm excited If if, if you don't know what took place, there's a a memorial um, plaque outside. It talks about what had happened, what we went through. But I'm going to tell you something. After you come out of a trial, after you come out of a trial, come on, somebody. We need to rejoice and enjoy and just give God all the glory and all the honor. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. We've been talking about evangelism this last couple weeks. We've been talking about reaching out to our loved ones and to our families. And not stopping, being consistent. Some say be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent in fishing. Be consistent in reaching out to them. The Bible says that he'll make us fishers of men. And I, I think that we need to know not only he's going to make us fishers of men, but we need to understand when we come to him, church, we need to come to him like children come to, a, to, to, to families or, or to our parents. I don't know about you, but when I, I remember my son. My son, he's, he's, he's going to be 16 already, and, and one of my kids. And I remember him being small. He used to sleep on me. I used to have him right here on my, on my, on my, on my, my chest. And I used to lay down. He was small on my chest. And he started growing. And as he grew, he was still on my chest as he got older. But anything that I said, he believed it. Anything that I told him, he believed it. He would say, Dad, you can beat up an incredible hawk. Yes, I can he says, Dad, you're stronger than Superman. Yes, I am. And I, everything he would ask me, he would get encouraged because the mind of a child has so much faith and so much belief. And so I want you to see this this morning that God wants us to come to him as little children. Wow. Wow. See, not as, look, not unmature as little children. You catch what I'm saying this morning? Look at it real quick in Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. It says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greater in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will be no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this, in my name, receives me. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that's here this morning, God. I pray that you would speak to us and cause us to hear and receive your word today, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. 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 This portion of the scripture. There's so much taking place. So much is going on here. A lot of things have took place. Jesus has called his disciples. He's raising a core of men that he's working with. He's training them to impact the community, to impact the cities, to impact all the surrounding areas and to go further and further into all the surrounding areas. And he's speaking to them and he's training them to become fishers of men, the Bible says. And he gets to this point where everybody's together and you're talking about here's 12 disciples and plus not only 12, but then there's another 77 around them that are listening and watching. Then there's plus thousands there around him. And he's speaking, and he says something profound here. He says, One of the guys, excuse me, says, Well, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? And what Jesus does shows us what you and I need to do in our lives. He says, Then Jesus called a little child to him, and he set him in the midst of them. Now you need to understand, he got a child, and he set him in the midst of doctors, tax collectors. Businessmen put them right in the middle of that and told them, "This one is the greatest. This one right here, this this young child here, is the greatest." It's not about listen. It's not about how society sees greatness. Oh, if I only get this much money, then you know I'll be great. If I just get this job, I'll be mighty. If I just get this car or this house, if I just reach this status. He says, no, that doesn't make you great. Now, <laughs> he says a child. He presents a child amongst them. That means, church, that we need to come to the place of thinking again like a child. Amen. When, remember, when, remember when you were at the table? When you had Anybody have a kid and tell them to jump? And if you drop the kid a couple of times, he ain't go and jump. <laughs> but, but when you have your child and, you, and he's growing and he's there and you tell him jump and he'd jump. He, he, he's... he's Boom, you jump. Jump into your arms because he trusts you. Amen. The mentality of that child, he's going to protect me. He's going to comfort me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to take care of me. He's gonna, he, my dad loves me. My mama loves me. So the mentality of that child is to trust the arms of the father. To trust the arms of the parent. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's a trust those arms. Those arms are meant to comfort, to strengthen, to protect And Jesus is saying, I need you to come to the mindset of being a child again. My arms are going to embrace you. My arms are going to take care of you. My arms are going to strengthen you. My arms are here for you. Jump into my arms. In the midst of everything going on around you. In the midst of the chaos. In the midst of this election. Hello, somebody. In the midst of all this craziness going place. Trust me. Someone say, trust me. Trust me. And he says, and he puts that child in the midst of that. He puts that child in the midst of the situation going on in life. I believe that you and I need to become like children in the midst of our trials. Amen. That means I'm not going to let that trial scare me. See, my, my young son, and I refer to my son because I remember him. When he was like one, two years old, he would grab snakes like nothing. He would pick up. I had a 14-foot python. Uh, I had a fourth, it's, it looks like my boots now, but praise the Lord, just kidding. <laughs> Somebody had gave me two big old pythons. One was 14 foot, another one was like about 10 foot. And uh, um, I had a huge old container I had them in. We'd have 20, we used to have 250 acres in Lake Elsinore for our men's home. And uh, um, I had got the snake, and my son looked like, oh, he was like, you want to touch Let's do this. So I grabbed the head of the snake, and he grabbed it, and my son had him on him. Not afraid. Picking up snakes, picking up uh, uh, scorpions, picking up spiders. I'm telling you, the child had no fear. No fear at all. I'll never forget it. We, we, were, we caught a, a, I, got, I want you to see this because I need you to see this today. We caught a, um, some snake out in the field and we picked it up. I grabbed it, I picked it up and I, I didn't care. Now I do not do it no more, but before I didn't care. <laughs> I picked it up and he, he, has, he, has seen, he was probably at this time maybe like about eight or nine. He started growing up. Some fears start hitting you when you start growing up. You know that? You start becoming a parent. I'm like, oh, my God. Bills, 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 bills. All this weirdness comes in your mind. But here he is. He started getting older. He's seven, eight years old. And he got this thing. And he was, like, hesitating. Uh, um, Dad, are you sure, Dad? I no, Are you sure? And he got it. And, we went. and he goes, oh, man, oh, I like it, Dad. So he got it. Listen, he got the snake. When he got the snake, within about 10, 15 minutes later, he went back, and he had it, and he put it in the container. He took it out of the container, and that snake bit him. Pop. I was like, oh, my God. He goes, and he looked at it like it was nothing. just, like, shook it off. And I went back and looked at the snake. I told myself, well, let's let this snake go. <laughs> let's just let him go before something happens. So now that I'm okay with it, I'm not scared. It gets to show you how little children sometimes can forgive people like nothing. When kids fight, you know that they forgive each other. Oh, they're best friends the next 10, 15 minutes. But us, something happens to us. We, oh, we hold more grudges than you can imagine. See, I want to show you that, that, that being a child calls you to trust, calls you to forgive, calls you to let things go. Come on, somebody. Being that young child calls you to not be stubborn. So that's what he's trying to tell us this morning. He tells them to him. He says, uh, he, said, "He said, surely I say to you, unless we are converted and become little children, you may no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? It's because as we grow, we get weirder. Amen. Preach. Preach. Has anybody ever grown here and got a little weird? Anybody here? Okay, if you're lying, raise your hand. Praise the Lord. And, and your faith has got a little twisted. Your trust is not the same. How many remember when you first got saved? You're like, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to do it. After a couple years, like, oh, I don't know. Come on. Come on. Little children are, waiting, are expecting you to feed them. They're threatening you to comfort them, love them, clothe them. They're, they're, not, they're not worrying about it. They know that mama and daddy love me. Come on, somebody. My mama and daddy love me. If you're a single parent, mama loves me. Or daddy loves me. If you're a single parent, they know that you love them. And Jesus wants us to understand, as we grow, don't lose that childlike faith. Don't lose that childlike faith. That faith that says, Lord, I'm going to trust you. As you grow into into becoming that man you're supposed to be, that woman you're supposed to be, you say, God, I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to trust you. And in doing that, God says, that's what's making you great. That's what's making you mighty, that you're still trusting me. Like you did when you first got saved as a new babe, as a new child in the Lord. And when I looked at this, it began, it began to show me some stuff because I, I love what he said here. He says, no means will you enter the kingdom of heaven. What is keeping us out? What's going to keep us out of heaven? Because how many know that Jesus is coming back? To the problem, sometimes we forget that Jesus is coming back. Yeah, come on, there's a lot of people that don't know what to do just in case you don't make it. I'm going to give you a little uh, 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 kit to make it to heaven really quick. Is that okay? Just in case you don't make it he- this is just, just in case you' didn't make it to heaven. If the rapture comes and you don't make it, there's a few things you need to do. <laughs> Step number one: don't take the mark of the beast. There's a chip that's going to go on your forehead or on your right hand. There's the only place that keeps the chip alive. Step number two, if you want to go to heaven after the, after you, re, you forsook the Lord, get your head cut off. Amen. D- that, those, this is biblical stuff. I'm gonna be getting to this, this whole month. I'm just giving you guys a just brief of a lot of stuff we're gonna be talking about this month. Because we're forgetting heaven is real and hell is real. Amen. Come on, somebody. We're gonna spend eternity somewhere. Someone say somewhere. Somewhere. And we need to remember it because so much stuff is going on today and so much going on in society that we're forgetting this. And so we're just, oh, well, well God is a forgiving God. God's a merciful God. Yes, He is. But He's telling us to come to Him like children. Now, listen, what I'm going to tell you, come to Him like children. The mindset, listen to me the faith, well, but not all the actions, the attitude like a little baby. Looks like it's sitting and let it just sit for a minute and let the Holy Ghost just sit. Why am I saying this this morning? Because there's a dying world out there and they need us. They need you. They need you. Your family needs you. Your family needs you to be that individual that trusts the Lord. The individual that says, I'm in the midst of something going on. I'm in the midst of all this stuff. I'm in the midst of all this craziness. And I need to be that, have that childlike faith to trust, to believe. To trust the Lord that he's going to get us to that next place. He's going to take care of my family. I want to believe God. I want to trust the Lord. And trust the Lord is very important, church, because he goes on verse 4 and he says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as the little children, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That means that we need to come to the place of humility. Being humble. Being humble again. Come and say, God, I'm going to trust you again. I'm I'm not going to go into logic. I'm not going to trust all these. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to humble myself on the mighty hand of God. And I'm going to trust you, Lord, that you're going to do everything that you said you're going to do. I'm going to jump back, amen, in your arms because it's been a while since I jumped in your arms. I've been so caught up in growing and getting caught up in, in, in jobs and getting caught up in my marriage and getting caught up with my children that I forget to get caught up in you, Lord. Amen. Come on. I forgot to, to to be in your arms. I've been in the arms of my trouble. I've been in the arms of my trials. I, I've been in the arms of all this stuff, but I have not rested in your arms lately. Wow. I need to get back and rest in you. Yeah. I need to go back and humble myself. Says, God. I know you gave me a job, but I know my job is not going to get me to heaven. Come on. God, I know you gave me my wife, but I know my wife ain't going to get me to heaven. I know my husband is not going to get me to heaven. I know my children are not going to get me to heaven. But I know if I get myself right, if I get myself humble before you, if I just say, "God, here I am. I'm a wretched old man. God, help me. Uh, God, just you know, here I am. God, the, I, I just want to be that child-like faith again when I trusted you for everything. When I trusted you for everything." See, being humble is a choice. The Bible says to put on humility. So, if we're going to put on humility, church, we need to take off pride. Come on now. See, this is the picture of pride here. Pride changes a man, pride changes your look, pride changes how you are, pride changes the way you feel. Taking this off, it feels fresher. Hello? taking this off changes a lot of things here church is pride pride must come off pride must come off and you must clothe yourself with humility you must put on humility you must put on this attribute on your life i want to put on humility why because i need to turn back to the child that god wants me to be come on i need to turn back to that child that, that 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 gets in the arms of jesus not the one uh, that is uh, tripping out. Not the one that's throwing a tantrum. Well. <laughs> but the one that says, Lord, I'll jump. Tell me to jump. Tell me to jump. I'll jump, Lord. I know you're going to take care of me. I know you're going to love on me. I know you're going to comfort me. So I don't know if you've ever been through something tough in your life. I don't know if you've ever been through a trial, church. I don't know if you've ever been through some, some, some hard stuff where you didn't know what to do no more. But I have. And one of the things that I figured out, if I go back to the basics of the Lord, when I go back to the basics of Christianity, when I go back to the basics of pray, believe, and trust, come on, somebody, I know, amen, that I can just rest in his arms. And that he ain't gonna let me fall on my face. He's gonna hope. He says, it's gonna be okay. Continue trusting me. Continue abiding in me. But we need to be humble. Humble people, church. See, humbleness is not a weakness, it's a strength. That's what he says, therefore, whoever humbles, therefore, whoever humbles, it's a choice. It's something you have to put on. Well, I don't want to look weak in front of people. Humility doesn't make you look weak, it makes you look strong. Come on, amen. You love your family, I love. You love your family, I love to say, i want to get my act together. I've been slipping a little bit, but I'm going to put on humility and I'm going to come before the altar. And I'm going to put all my problems, all the stuff that's going I'm going to give it to you, God. I'm going to come like a child says, here you go. Fix it. Fix my marriage. Fix my children. Fix my financial struggle. God, here it is. You've heard me say before that there was a young girl. And she was at the store. And the owner said, take a handful of candy. And he looks at her, looks at her, looks at him like he's crazy. He says, Don't take a handful of candy. And she's like this. He goes, No, no, go ahead and take a handful of candy. So he reaches over the counter and grabs a big old hand of candy. And he and she and he, he goes, Open your hands. And he opens her hands and he pours tons of candy in her hands. And he told her, Why didn't you get the candy? He goes, Because my hands are small, yours are bigger. I know if you gave it to me, I'll get a lot more. Church, our hands are small compared to God's. Yeah. Our hands are small. Com- you think that you're holding on to your money, you think you're holding on to your marriage, you think you're holding on to your children, that you're going to take care of them. God says, What are you doing? Your hands are small compared to my big old hands. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yesterday my daughter says, Dad, let me see your hand. And she put her hand next to mine and looked like this dad your hands are big I said yeah so you imagine God's hands. his hands are bigger come on somebody his hands are bigger his arms are huge and saying that you and I need to understand that's why he says whoever humbles himself would see how strong I am whoever humbles himself will see how mighty I am whoever humbles himself is going to see how big and bad I really am how many remember when you were a child and you were like you you, you looked at, uh, at someone, you, your family, your mom, your dad, or your brother and sister, and They were like, "Oh my God, they're the best. They're strong. They could do anything." And that's the way I've I, I seen. That's the way I've seen my father. I said, oh "My God, man, he he could do anything." I remember my mom said, "Man, she can do anything." I remember seeing that. I never forgot that growing up. My older brother, I was like, "Man, this guy's bad." Hello, somebody. That used to be my idol. That's why I got in so much trouble. <laughs> I always looked up to him. That's why I was always busted, incarcerated, all messed up all the time. Because that was the example I had. So I'm telling you today, church, that whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. See, when when I see young kids, that's why I love the kids. That's why my thing was to put the children's church next door. I want them to enjoy themselves. Want them to have the best. That's why the first thing that we fixed was the children's classes. I want the kids that when they come, they want to stay. That's why your kids are always crying when they don't want to leave because they don't want to leave. They want to stay. The first day was the best day of my life when I came, when we came and the kids came to church and they were in their classrooms. They went to go pick up their kids and the kids they want to leave. They're all passionate. The kids don't want to leave. I said, Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know how good that felt because you know kids want to leave. I'm out of here. Let's get out of here but they didn't want to leave, and that felt great because they enjoyed their church service. They enjoyed their classrooms, and I want you to know today that God wants us to be like that. Well, we don't want to leave his presence. Like when we're in church, man, I, I, want, I, want, I want to saturate and take everything that I can, and the thing that I want you to know today, church, is very important, that being a young child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Getting back to that place where you say, God, you can God, you will. God, I know you did it before. I know you're going to do it again. Come on, somebody. That's the mindset we need to get as a young child. Church. I love what he says in verse 5. He says, whoever receives one little child like this, and my name receives me. Wow. He says, if you receive my child, you're receiving me. Now, I want you to really jump to really Matthew chapter 19. The next chapter, Rover. over chapter 19, verse 13. He says this, the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Wow. They were bringing to Jesus the young children. They were bringing the infants and the young children and the disciples rebuked the people that were bringing them. But didn't you hear just a chapter before that? He said, come unto me like little children. I know sometimes we just don't listen. Oh, you don't hear me though. Sometimes we just don't catch it sometimes when God's talking to us. When we hear a sermon, when we hear a teaching, when we hear the word. And Jesus straight out told us, you need to do this and you need to do that. And then the next chapter, we don't do it. How many times have God told you to do something and you didn't do it? <laughs> Got to put something in your heart to do and you didn't do it. And the funny thing about this that hit me, it was that he had just told them, if you want to be great, come to me as little children. All of a sudden, he was stopping the little, the little children from coming to him. And he says these words, church. He says these words that's very profound. He says this. He says, but the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid hands on them, and they parted from there. Wow. He had to remind them, church, let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. We need to start thinking about our children. Yeah. So this is what I want you guys to see tonight, this morning. We need to be that little children again in our faith when I trust with the Lord. Because that, in return, is going to affect our children. Children copy what we do. You know that? Yes. They're great mimickers. That's why sometimes when, you, when you, they mimic what you say sometimes and you get mad, stop saying that. Learn it from you. That <laughs> they mimic, they're, they're great mimickers. They're little, you know, mini-me's, hello somebody. <laughs> little minions, hello somebody. And he said, let them come to me. So when we begin to come like, become like children, they begin to mimic that. But if we are becoming proud untrustworthy, unfaithful, they mimic that. So this morning, I need you to catch this, is I need you to understand that he wants us to get back to the place where we begin to trust him. We begin to let everything go and say, I'm not going to get hung up by what's going on. I'm not going to get hung up by what's going on in society, what's going on around me, what's going on in in my, my life, because if you allow that, it will turn you off. If you worry to see what's going on around you, you end up falling down. There's so much stuff going on that's wrong that God needs little children to say, you know what? I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to abide in you, God. I- I- I'm going to be humble. I- I'm not going to be proud. I'm going to get all this stuff off me. So in turn, my children will know how to come to you. Isn't it great to see your kids when they're worshiping the Lord? Man, that, that, that isn't it great? When, right now, when your daughter right there was in the middle worshiping the Lord right there. She loves worship. They love worship. That's why he says, come to me like little children and don't prevent, don't stop them from worshiping me and loving me. I'll never forget, years ago when I got saved, there was a young kid and she was worshiping the Lord. And her, her, her mom says, what are you doing? That looks dumb. I made fun of her. He kept her from coming before the Lord. And that young girl got lost. A young boy that I know growing up, young kid, in the in and in he when I was I used to live in the church almost 23 years ago when I got saved and I came when I when I came out I moved into the church the pastor took me in I was in the program and I started living the church working there helping there a lot of you guys might not know my testimony but I got saved and and I've been seeking to life I got saved 23 years ago and I was with my pastor my pastor the the home ended up closing down and he ended up taking me in his house and I moved into the church. And all the young disciples, all the young kids would come and go and and stay the night with me in the church. Manuel Manuel was like about 14, 12 years old and had like about six or seven young teenagers with me, even younger than teenagers. I was like 19 years old at that time. And I would just tell them about Jesus and preach Jesus to them. Well, there was this young kid or the mom said, no, no, I don't want him doing like that. He's looking like a fool. Well, that kid is just getting out of prison in a couple months. And the kids have been down there for almost 18 years. See, we cannot stop the little ones from praising God. Come on, sir. We cannot stop them from coming to the Lord because they're going to grow up. Some say grow up. They're going to grow up. And what are they going to Are they going to be little monsters? Or are they going to learn to run to the Lord? They're going to learn to say, you know, my mom trusted the Lord. My dad trusted the Lord. When everything crisis hit, they learn to be the little children. And they learn to love the Lord. They humble themselves. I'm trying to say this to you, that when you allow yourself to be like that, they learn to be like that. Yes. Amen. They learn to be like that in the midst of what they're going through. And when they start growing, they still are little children in their faith. The Bible says that, 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 that the faith is like a mustard seed. But you know when that mustard seed grows, that mustard seed is not talking about our mustard seed. It's talking about the Panestadian mustard seed. It grows from 7 to 12 feet tall. And it becomes shade and strength for other things that birds come and nest in it. Never look at small things when they're growing. Little children, when they're small, they're going to grow up one day. You need to know that. Your kids are going to grow one day. I had I, I three kids, and they're all little beautiful little babies. And now they're like, oh, God have mercy. <laughs> but we always thought that they'll never grow up. They're always going to be little angels. Sometimes they're angels, but with their halo sideways. <laughs> they're going to grow up. They're going to grow. Well, not my child, not my kid. They're not going to do nothing wrong. You better watch out. You need to give them something to pattern themselves after. Something righteous. Something trustworthy. Something humiliating. Now, not humiliating like, oh, not embarrassing, but humbleness. They've seen that my parent who was strong and mighty still humble themselves before the mighty hand of God. I know if they did it, I can do it. This morning, I just want to help you this morning is don't allow yourself to think that containing or grabbing a hold of the world's success, the world's standards, what makes you great. You might be great in the world system, but the world's going to fade away, but heaven and earth will last forever. Excuse me, the word of God will last forever. heaven and earth. I want to be closing with this this morning, church. The first thing that Jesus did is he sent the child amongst those that thought they were great. Among the lawyer, among the, excuse me, the doctor, the tax collector, the businessman. All these different types of people, the 12 disciples that he reached. There's the uh, One who was, was a secretary, one who was an accountant, Judas, all these different types of people. He said them there. He saidA a child. And he says, This one is great. This one is great. This one is mighty. This is what it takes to be great in the kingdom of God. This is what it takes to get into heaven. This is what it takes to make it in today's world. That you have the mindset saying, I'm gonna trust my father. I'm gonna trust what he tells me. His word is like gold. I'm going to surrender all my will. And I'm going to stand right here as a child and let, allow him to embrace me. Allow him to comfort me. Allow him to guide me. Because in return, I'm going to give that exampleship to my sons and my daughters. You, see, you want, this, you want the, one of the scariest things about growing up is that when you don't have somebody in your family that you can go to for wisdom. It's scary being an individual who looking for advice from elders in your family but because of their foolishness you can't even ask them for marital counseling, for parenting. You know that? That's hard. See you maybe never went through that, but I have. I went through, I couldn't ask for advice for my parents. I couldn't ask for nothing, I couldn't. Because of the so much tragedy and so much hurt and so much pain that was there. So when I got saved, I wanted to make sure that my kids can have a reference point in their life. Not only would it be Jesus, but it'll be a parent. Yes, I, w- I wasn't a perfect parent. I wasn't a perfect husband. But I've taught myself to be that childlike faith and restore and mend things so that my children could look to me as a reference point. The same way Jesus, come on somebody, the way Jesus. Isn't it great when your children ask you for advice? and They say, well, what do you think about this, dad? What do you think about this, Mom?" And you can give it to them. Maybe you're going through something Maybe you're saying, Pastor, well, you know, I had a rough life. Don't worry about it. God can restore it. God can mend that. God can heal that. God can give you back. God is a God who restores and mends. Now, I don't want you to feel all guilty. Oh, man. No, no. I don't want you to feel guilty, but I want you to feel convicted. Conviction brings repentance. Repentance brings salvation. Salvation brings eternal life. I'm not here to condemn you I want to encourage you you still have time if there's still breath in you you still have time to fix some stuff you still have time to be that child like spouse that child like son, daughter that says I'm fully going to trust him because I want to be great in God's eyes I want to be great not only in God's eyes but I want to be great in my son's and daughter's lives in my grandkids' lives Because they're going to grow. Come on, somebody. They're going to grow. And I want them to have a reference point. They can look to me and say, look at my mom, my dad. They went through stuff, but they trusted the Lord. My mom and dad, they they gave themselves over to God. My God, I I need to be able to do that. I've been talking about the five generations ahead of us, church. If we're going to think about five generations ahead, we need to think about the first generation. How is the first generation Acting, how's the first generation's faith, their trust? If it's not where it should be, it's time to fix it so we can affect our second generation, our third generation. Some of you guys, right now, on the fourth generation, some of you got great grandkids, you're in your third generation. Some of you, amen, on your second generation, think about them, think about their kids so they can look to you and say, That's my grandma. That's my great-grandma. That's my grandpa. That's my great-grandpa. That's my mom. That's my dad. That's my brother. That's my sister. What do you think I should do? Well, trust in the Lord. Be a little child. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. Jesus spoke in many parables he compared a lot of different things and the purpose for that for we can understand just the clarity that he wanted for us and I believe this morning with every head bowed every eye closed this morning I think that the simplicity of the word is this we need to get back to have that childlike faith to get back and not let how we grew ruin our faith Maybe we didn't grow properly, and, and because of so much stuff happening to us, that we, we we didn't allow our faith to blossom. We grew, but our faith never grew with us. And we can say, like the man of God says in the Bible, it says, "Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief." That was something that we were so full of unbelief because the world tries to fill us with so much junk. So God is saying this morning, get back into being like that childlike faith. Get back into trusting me get back about really caring about your family if you really care about them then you put God first in your life that God will be the Lord of your life so if he is Lord in your life then you can take care of everything else no problem but Jesus must be number one he needs to be number one he needs to be Here this morning, say, Pastor, I, I don't even know Jesus. This is my first time here. I, I just walked in. I don't, I don't know Jesus. I don't know. You know, I've been going through so much stuff. I, I don't know. I, I, but I, I know if I leave today, I know heaven won't be my home. But I want to make heaven my. home. If I leave today, I want to make sure heaven is my home. If something were to go wrong, or something happened, I want to make sure that heaven will be my home. if that's you this morning, would you lift up your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with anyone here. Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Right now. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I've fallen away. I, I've drifted away. And I need to get back. I need to, I need, I need, I need to get restored. I need to get my life back to Jesus. That's you this morning. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. 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 God bless you back there. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. This is what church is all about. It's getting things right. It's starting new again. Having a fresh start. You lifted up your hand. I want you to come. I want you to come. We're going to, rise right before we get ready to change the order of the service, you lifted up your hand for salvation to get things right. I want you to come now. Come, come. You go over here from over there. Come, come now. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. He put you, the child, among everybody. You are standing right now amongst everybody right now. There was more hands over there. More hands over there. Come, come, come. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The Bible says for well, one that gives their life to the Lord that heaven rejoices. There's a heaven, there's a party going on in heaven right now. Hallelujah. You are valuable to the Lord. Everyone, you guys, you are valuable to the Lord. This step is the greatest step of your life that you're taking right now. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I believe that you died and resurrected for me. Thank you for your salvation, your peace, and your restoration. In Jesus' name, Amen. Come on, give the Lord a good clap, offering.